Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome the female version of Jerry McQuire, a sports management guru from California, USA, Sue Izzo. Sue, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Sue is the founder of Mosaic Sports Management, representing action sports athletes, Olympians, world champion surfers, X Games medalists, and she was founded in 1999 and sold in 2016. She's also the co-founder and CEO of Sports Management Mastermind, which is an athlete manage, athlete education company, and she's a business growth consultant and a keynote speaker. So, Sue, before we start talking about sports management, tell me about your own amazing journey. Sure, sure. I was uh, born and raised uh, on the East Coast, right outside New York City, to mm-hmm. a huge Italian family, and uh, did all my education in Vermont and all my undergrad, and fell into the world of snowboarding uh, when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So working at Burton Snowboards and um, I had a very like came from an entrepreneurial family, a lot of blue collar workers. So, mm-hmm. you know, building businesses, all different kinds was kind of in my blood. So when I got bit by the bug of sports marketing, uh, that's how I kind of set off on my own way mm-hmm. to start my own sports management company at the age of 24. Wow. And what got you interested in sports management? Um, you know what? To be dead honest, it was it was it was something that allowed me to use all of my skill sets and patches. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I enjoyed about it, like I loved PR and I loved marketing and I loved sports and athletes, and so mm-hmm. um, and I loved sales. So it kind of was the perfect marriage of everything that I was interested in and good at mm-hmm. um, fell under that umbrella, and so that's kind of how it all came together for me. Wow. And uh, given the fact that sports management is predominantly a male-dominated business, what was it like to be one of the only females to own a sports management agency? It was tough. I mean, in 1999, there were no other female-owned action sports sports management companies. So I was the only female that owned a company representing professional surfers and snowboarders. Mm. So it was absolutely cutthroat. Um, And I had to develop pretty tough skin um, in those early days. So I had to really think about how I would position myself because Mm. it was tough enough being a sports agent, let alone being a female um, in that field. So from an early age, I kind of beginning stages, I really had to think about what my brand stood for and how to differentiate myself amongst mm. the rest of them. And mm. like, like I said, to have that tough skin. Mm. Fantastic. And for my viewers and listeners who uh, help us understand what goes into managing a sports person. I mean, sure. when do you start and what all do you do for the individual? Absolutely. So really, the the basis of it is procuring and negotiating endorsement deals. But I would call myself in the world of action sports, in traditional sports, you would have a sports agent and a manager, like a business manager. In the world of action sports, you kind of serve as both roles. Mm -hmm. So not only are you procuring and negotiating endorsement deals for them, but you're also managing their careers and helping them identify opportunities outside of their sport 
to build their personal brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of handholding and also I would say coaching because I truly believed in order to be the best professional, you had to be the best person. And we were dealing with young kids that were mm-hmm. kind of missing out on um, high school and college, these mm-hmm. really critical developmental years. Mm-hmm. So I took that really to heart to make sure that they were learning life lessons that were transferable outside of them being professional athletes. So there really wasn't a hat I did not wear or my team did not wear for these guys in terms of doing PR, helping them identify their entrepreneurial spirit. You know, we built a lot of brands with our athletes as well as managing their endorsement deals and helping them navigate the course of their careers. Wow. And let me ask you a dumb question before I move to sports <laughs> mastermind. Yes. Aren't all sports action sports? Um, that's a great I yeah, sure. I think so. I mean, you are in action, right? But for some reason, at some point, they divided the two of like traditional sports and action sports <laughs> okay. because it actually came, they called them extreme sports at first. Okay. And then that name that name shifted in the 90s. Mm, I, to action no, I sports. I yeah. So now let's talk about uh, the sports management mastermind, which is an education. Sure. Um, and this 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 was preceded by uh, Mosaic Sports Management. Yes. Tell me about uh, Sports Management Mastermind and what are the work you're doing here? Sure. So after selling my company after 17 years of being a sports agent and representing the most incredible athletes, um, I kind of transitioned into doing business growth, uh, consulting, and coaching. What happened in that time after six years, I kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater after I left sports management. And another agent friend of mine came to me and said, hey, listen, you have so much experience and knowledge. How about we teach class? Hmm. So we started off thinking about in today's landscape, sponsorship is so much harder than mm. it used to be for action sports athletes. There used to be so many deals and so many agents for athletes. And we saw that that is really dried up. So we saw a lot of up and coming athletes and families not really knowing how to navigate the landscape of sponsorship and or how to you know navigate their careers. So we created a live virtual four-week class Mm. that goes through what we feel are the four pillars of building a successful career as an up-and-coming action sports athlete. So Mm. we started that in 2021 and run it. We run the four-week course maybe four times a year right now. Mm -hmm. And this education is for people who want to get into the business of sports management or for the athletes? Well, it started off as for the athletes specifically, because we cover how to build your athlete brand, how to use social media to amplify that brand, uh, mindset, sports performance, and mental health, and sponsorship and sports agents and contracts. But what we found over time is that people who work with athletes um, have been joining the class as well. So we definitely see an opportunity to do a course just for people who are either aspiring sports agents and or want to work with action sports athletes. Mm-hmm. So from a frontline place, when you were with Mosaic Sports Management, yes. to now teaching people, how does yes. this transition work for you? I mean, you know, all the excitement being with the sports person and now teaching someone how to do it. 
<laughs> totally. Well, I think for me, I got burnt out on my career because when you're a sports agent and you have 15 athletes, you're traveling nonstop. So um, it's a nice breath of fresh, fresh air to actually have my feet planted in one place for a while. Uh -huh. um, and I always felt I was teaching when I had my sports management company and was mm. working with the athletes, my athletes that I signed mm. directly. So this is kind of a nice opportunity to kind of to, to Spend topic by topic each week and go in depth of what it is, why it's important and how to do it. And also help a lot of parents, because mm. I think that the parents really have they don't really have a clear idea of what this journey really is. Mm. Um, and we see today with social media, so many people get excited about their kids going viral. Um, and we have to really be careful because they're not emotionally developed enough to maybe handle that success and, and you know, pressure. So to have four weeks with these families and kids and say, hey, listen, this is the pitfalls to look out for. This is what you do. This is what you need to be thinking about. I feel that we're helping to cultivate more well-rounded, healthy athletes Mm. And also that helps helps them manage their expectations of what the career can really mean for them. Mm, very interesting. And so, you know, there are you know, big sports in every country. You have yes. baseball, you've got basketball, and you've got American football. In India, we've got cricket. But there are so many other sports available. Are. Mm -hmm. What are some of the biggest challenges athletes from the major sports and the minor sports i'm putting my yeah. foot into my mouth by using the word minor <laughs> but for sports that don't get the same kind of attention yeah what are the yeah. challenges athletes are facing today and how do you address them absolutely i think the biggest thing and i know you love this topic as well is building your athlete brand your personal mm -hmm. brand because back in the day i think that athletes would rely on their teams or on sponsors to build their profile mm -hmm. and nowadays athletes it does not matter how big or small how major or minor mm -hmm. if you can create a strong athlete brand and mm -hmm. convey that story that people develop an emotional connection to you you can create incredible success and wealth so I think that that is one of the things that I think if any athlete at any level can focus on, you really can become a celebrity just by creating a strong athlete brand and having a strong social media presence and nurturing the relationships with the people that follow you. And you've just uh, given me my next question. What sure. goes into building a strong athletic brand? Mm, okay. Athlete brand. <laughs> sure. Sure. I think number one, first and foremost, is being authentic to who you are. Mm -hmm. Too many times people try to manufacture what they stand for, um, for the sake of trying to get a deal. And that will blow up in your face at any given time. And that'll blow up in your face, whether you're an athlete or in business. Mm -hmm. So I with brands and teams that are in alignment with that is really important. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other thing is consistency, conveying that story. I mm -hmm. see a lot of people using social media, what I would say the wrong way, mm -hmm. um, in terms of they post themselves doing their sport mm -hmm. all over their social media. But that's not really telling me much about you mm -hmm. and what you're about. And that's not helpful for sponsors or teams. It's not giving an insight into the brand itself. So I think being able to tell that story. So if you're into community service, you know, mm. making sure you post that. If your interests outside of your sport are cooking, put that out there mm. because those are ways for brands to look at you and say, oh, wow, they really align with us. 
we want to part- partner with them to tell our, our story as well. Mm-hmm. So I think using social in that way. The mm-hmm. other thing I would say too that a lot of people totally miss the boat on is that your brand, your personal brand is not just communicated through social, it's how you treat people mm-hmm. also. Because you see a lot of rock star, superstar athletes that put out their Mr. Nice Guy or Nice Girl mm-hmm. and then the kids go to meet them and they don't want to sign autographs or they turn their back or whatever it is. Mm. So you have to remember how you interact with people is also a representation of your athlete brand. Mm. Well said. And one more question, Sue, at what stage of an athlete's career or level of achievement do they become uh, eligible to be, uh, to get, get an agent or a sports management company. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that a lot of people think that an agent has this magic Rolodex. And once they sign with an agent, yeah. they're going to make them famous. Mm. That's not the case. It mm. has to, you need an, you need an athlete that has some level of success mm. and also can be able to be, their brand can be kind of uh, elevated, let's mm. say, right. Mm. There has to be a basis of something. We, we can't take, someone with no talent, no marketability and make them a rock star. So we look for people that definitely are on the upward trajectory, maybe not have totally knocked it out of the park into the majors, but at that maybe 16 year old level for action sports, you know, 15, 16 year old level where Mm -hmm. they're starting to get some podium finishes. They're doing some things right on social, Mm -hmm. um, getting some notice. Um, That's probably when we can really work our magic and help cultivate them. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Great answer. Um, my next question is about the COVID-19 pandemic, which has impacted mm, yeah. sports and sports management. Absolutely. How have you adapted to a lot of these changes needed during these difficult years? Yeah, I think that, you know, for that, in terms of the athletes, you know, the big part of that was uh, force majeure, that clause in contract, because, you know, that was an fell fell under act of God. And so a lot of athletes contracts were either reduced or canceled. Mm -hmm. So that was major. That was a major thing for a wake up call for Mm -hmm. athletes and Mm -hmm. agents when negotiating contracts. So I think that was a big thing that came out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And also too, the athletes weren't able to compete. Everything was canceled. And Mm -hmm. so we always talk about this where you have to use your downtime to continue to elevate your skill set. Mm. And a big part of that, what I always feel when I say to athletes, if they've been injured and they can't compete in their sport or a time like COVID, let's peel away the layers. And I would say one of the most important things is working on mindset and mm. getting as strong as you can mentally and do, using visualization techniques to see yourself, you know, working through your tricks and your runs or whatever it is that you're doing. So I think making use of that downtime really separated uh, some athletes who mm. who really took advantage of it to improve and who took it as a vacation. Well said. The next question that I had for you was on technology. You know, technology is impacting the entire world in various ways. Yes, yes. Can yes. you talk to me about how technology is changing uh, sports management and how this how has this evolved over the years? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and obviously, we have the whole social media, so that's like that in and of itself, right? You can make yourself your own rock star, YouTube channel, social, and all of that. I think the other thing that's been pretty exciting in the world of action sports and sports in general is metrics. 
and really studying human performance. I think that was something that wasn't necessarily done in our sports early on, but now people are really trying to understand the rate to which their heart works, their breath works, their muscles, expending energy. So I think that's been pretty exciting and we've seen how that has impacted performance in an amazing way with mm -hmm. certain athletes that take advantage of that technology, 100%. Mm -hmm. Well said. We, there's also a lot of talk all over the world about diversity and inclusion. Uh, mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about diversity and uh, inclusion in sports management and athlete sponsorship. I think this is a really interesting it's a new frontier, right? Before we had men's events and women's events, and now we have, you know, a, a, a new new categories, right? Where we have transgender um, athletes competing in women's events or men's events. And so this is something that I think everyone is cautiously, optimistically, and just taking their time to understand and mm -hmm. learn and figure out how this all plays together, mm -hmm. right, without excluding people. Mm. I don't have an answer on that. I think I'm equally as curious as everybody else mm -hmm. of how major sporting organizations are going to, you know, handle this and how they're going to address this mm -hmm. um, if we're going to have new categories. Um, but I think that it's really important issue. And I think that we have to take the time and be very wise on how we explore this for, mm -hmm. for everyone. So it is fair play. Well said. Uh, my next question is that from an athlete perspective, how does the athlete evaluate the performance of their sports agent and what metrics can they use to evaluate performance? I'm gonna I mean it's pretty simple. Money. Okay. Right. If you're if you're if you're showing them the money, then you're doing great. Right. I would love to say that it's something else, but I think that obviously if you're bringing in the deals and you're managing their business well and helping them make great decisions mm -hmm. and you have a good relationship and they can trust you. And, you know, I think that's, those are the metrics really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it does get difficult. You know, I would have, I would have athletes that come and say, oh, well, this agent told me they can get me this and this. And I'm like, okay, well, then go to that agent. You know. <laughs> so at the end of the day, they want to make as much money as possible. And I don't blame them because their Absolutely. careers can be very oh, short-lived. So, uh, but it is, you know, the whole relationship is very much two-way. It's mm -hmm. not one or the other. Because I would always say to my athletes, you have to match my work ethic. And I can go to the mat for an athlete and do everything under the sun. And they can mm -hmm. make a really stupid decision, which has happened. Mm -hmm. And their entire career, which would cost me thousands upon thousands of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. So it really is a partnership in terms of you know it's a business partnership and i think when both people are meet come to the table with a strong work ethic aligned goals um then magic can happen well said and you know you just reinforced that old statement which is show me the money and uh, <laughs> yes well said and i agree i mean that's the only way to evaluate you know yeah absolutely cover, you know a cover story on a magazine may not necessarily give you the money but exactly uh, money in the bank is what everyone's looking for Yes. Time, for, time for two more questions, Sue. My next question yes. is that what are some of the emerging trends or innovations in sports management that you are particularly excited about? 
I, I mean, I am loving watching people that maybe wouldn't have gotten a chance with a major sponsor create mm -hmm. their own platforms um, and take control of their narrative. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm loving the YouTubes and the TikToks and all of that. And I, I'm loving seeing athletes that are showing, again, that other side of them outside of their sport. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's I think that's really exciting in mm -hmm. terms of that. Um, mm -hmm. I think athletes are just getting so much wiser and more business savvy these days and it's the model has flipped instead of waiting for brands to make them rock stars they're making themselves the stars um and i'm really appreciating that mm, well said and my last question to you sue and this is for the thousands okay. of people around the world who will listen to our conversation and this is yes. this question is more focused on sports persons athletes people who are aspiring to be sports persons and athletes based on your amazing understanding of sports management, what would you say are three lessons you would ask a lot of our viewers and listeners to take away from your own understanding yeah. and from our conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most important things is understanding a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Um, this is so imperative because sports are hard. Mm. Um, you you train so much and, and a lot of it's out of your, some things are out of your control of the outcome mm. of the day. So I think having that mindset of like every everything, whether good or bad, is an opportunity to grow and evolve is so important. Mm. Um, and you have to have that as an athlete, um, definitely. I think the other thing is staying humble. Mm. Um, when young people receive a lot of success, they could start believing their own press. Mm -hmm. um, this becomes disastrous on so many levels. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that staying humble, surrounding yourself mm -hmm. with a strong core group of people mm -hmm. um, that always keep you in check mm -hmm. is a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the other thing too is that you know, there's more to you than just the outcome in sport. Your self-worth should not come out of just your outcome in sport. Mm. Um, that's why I always encourage my athletes to have other interests and it, like help cultivate that with them and expose them to different things. So when this career is over or even during the career, mm. um, they're finding their value, you know, in multiple things, mm. not just sports. Well said. And on that note, Sue, and your amazing lessons, understand the fixed versus the growth mindset. It's so critical to have a growth mindset. Next, you said was stay humble. And I'm just adding on that don't don't walk on air when you start to see so much success. That's right. Have a strong group of core people around you who will keep you grounded. And the third one, which is so, so critical and so important, is the importance of self-worth and therefore have other interests because when the peak performance standards start to wane, you need yeah. something to fall back upon. Thank you so That's much right. for speaking to me, Sue, about your amazing journey, about sports management. I learned so many new things about sports management and all the great work that you're doing. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, 
Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.